welcome to the Undercover Angel Podcast. Thanks for listening. So we are now in part two of the book. So we've had childhood, early childhood. We've had my anger. We've had these series of traumatic events. We've had skateboarding. It was up through eighth grade. And now we've got this adolescence and early drug use section. And drugs were not a part of my high school experience immediately. They didn't really come on the scene until like early in my third year. But there were drugs at my high school. And as I said, every school has drugs. They're part and parcel of of this thing that's America, always have been, and forever they'll live in the darker, malignant, malignant fabric of this beautiful planet named Earth in this beautiful U.S. of A. So, although I was not immediately drawn towards them, they were around. Now, this school I went to, Glumbard West, was very literally a castle on a hill. It was the beautiful, beautiful high school with like a lake in the back. Like there was this, a lake behind the school and the football field was next to the lake. And yay, Glumbard West. And I kind of... Kind of hated the jocks. I kind of did because if you were a skater, you're supposed to hate the jocks. But I still just wanted to get along with everybody. I still just wanted to be liked by everybody. When I started high school, I was about 79, eight, maybe 80 pounds soaking wet. I was tiny. I was not five feet tall yet. I was very, very, very small. And again, this wore on me. And you know, high school, it's, it's crazy because being friends with people in adulthood who I went to high school with and even junior high with and even elementary school with and even kindergarten with and having even coached a couple of them over the years, you find out everyone's got their own, every kid that's in high school has like their own, their own, their own battle that they're fighting. There was this kid that I knew that people picked on viciously. They were horrific to this person. And this person, I find out, I don't know, five years ago, that this person was being physically, horrifically abused physically the entire time and just trying to survive, you know, the beatings that his father gave him, vicious beatings, whippings, torture, essentially, abuse. And everyone's putting these smiles on and they're pep rallies and football teams and I'm still wanting to skate skating's still cool but the half pipe got torn down it would never be rebuilt and that was really what my thing was was transition I love skating vert too there was a vert ramp that went up and then that got torn down just a few months later and I was just getting the fundamentals dialed in and so skating lost its allure. It wasn't as fun to go street skating. It wasn't as fun to grind curbs. It wasn't as fun to not fly through the air off a launch ramp. I could just do that all day long. And, and I'm starting high school, and I joined the cross-country team, which was a riot. Cross-country teams are freaking amazing. They're complete. They're like little mini insane asylums. But so fun. But it was just this very strange experience of growing up and there's this this is a part that I kind of left out about eighth grade in large part to the fact that I didn't even really remember 
that this stuff had happened until after I'd written the main chunk of the manuscript and I didn't want to go back and change it. But there was this kid in eighth grade who I used to like pick on. So hurt people hurt people. So I used to, I had these, this group of friends at my school who would kind of follow me around in the hallways. And like, I was so small, they would protect me and they would sort of put me up to punch, to punch people, basically to punch kids. And then if the kids would do anything back to me, they would jump in and protect me. And, you know, you're a kid, you don't realize how stupid that is. And I'm not getting really any guidance at home as to how to behave respectfully towards other human beings. And that's, I'm not blaming anybody on that. That's just kind of the way it was. And as I mentioned in, I think it was a couple chapters ago, like my dad was kind of out selling beds. He'd been traveling. You might guess why, but anyway, he, he had his thing going on again, not looking to expose any family secrets, but, um, I'm really all alone. And as I mentioned, there's this in, in the, in the becoming a man department, I guess, I I don't really know what that means. I don't really understand respect and I don't really understand in a lot of ways what it means to have a spine right now. I granted I'm a kid, but still there were this these kids that would sort of bully anyone that tried to bully me or tried to mess with me. And there was this one kid that they put me up to to like punch in the face one day and I and so I did it. This is in 8th grade. Now, mind you, everybody's going to find out about this, so I like punch him and then I like run away. And and then my friends are like you better not do anything to him. And then I proceed to kind of like I wasn't really afraid of him at all looking back, but when you kind of, um, like looking back on the whole situation of eighth grade, it was just very odd because I've got all of this like pent up trauma from these childhood years. And then I'm like taking it out on these other people with the protection of these other people who are also taking stuff out on people themselves because of like what their older brothers are doing or whatever. So it's just like this great big projection machine as it often is, right? A lot of this is just normal growing up stuff. So anyway, this is at the end of eighth grade. Then in in freshman year in high school, I'm still very, very, very small. Everybody's getting much bigger. And I see this kid who I'd never really liked, and he didn't really like me. It was just this personality thing. We didn't like each other. And sometimes that's how it is. And sometimes when people don't like each other, they fight one another, and then they end up at least respecting each other in the end. But I was afraid to fight one-on-one because I was so small, right? So anyway, I see him in the hallway. Now, this is in a great big high school. It's in a great big high school. And I, we're in the stairway of the gym, and I look at him, and I was like, do my sort of antagonistic thing to him. And he dropped his books, and he said, you want to fight? I'll kick your ass. I'll kick your ass right now. Your friends aren't around. I don't care what they do to me. And it scared, terrorized me. It scared the shit out of me because I knew he was way bigger than me. I knew he could destroy me, and he knew it. And it is one thing if someone can destroy you and you don't fuck with them. But he, I fucked with him. And so at this point now, and I, I mean, I looked at him and he looked at me and we both knew what was happening and I totally backed down. I backed down from every fight in high school that was like offered to me, right? <laughs> because I was so small. It's like, I don't think I'm too afraid to fight nowadays. You know, I'm, that's not entirely true, but you know, I'm like grown. But anyway, this was not that I'm out getting into fights at 48 years old. Um, 
or looking for them, mind you. But this was a really another deeply traumatic experience because I like my friends aren't around. Like my friends who used to like protect me, they're like they're on the other side of the universe. I don't know if I'll ever even see them. I might not see them for weeks on end because the school's so big. And it's different now because they like they're getting involved in different things and different people and everybody's sort of clicking up in their in their own little way. And now here I am, terrified of this kid who I started things with, who I provoked. And I think Jared wanted to fight me too at some point and I backed down from that. So in other words, I'm just like a pussy, you know, because it's one thing to not mess with people and not talk trash and, and then be messed with. But it's one, it's another thing if you are provoking people and then you're not backing it up. So I own up to all of this now, right? At 40 years old, 48 years old, it's still terrifying to talk about. It's still traumatizing or uncomfortable, I guess would be the word to talk about. And, and so this school now just becomes this much bigger, much scarier thing. And these kids are much bigger and much scarier. And these, these other kids who came from different junior highs who are, who came from a different junior high who are big and scary and kids are having sex and I'm just this little pipsqueak. I haven't even hit puberty yet and nowhere to go to talk about these feelings. No real guidance in helping me sort it all out and so the beginning part of this section, right, has to do with me arriving in high school. And there was this, this kid who I had sort of bullied who was now threatening to fight me or willing to fight me, and I was scared. And then there was this other kid. I have this uh, the subject of fear section. There was this other kid uh, who I think, like, wanted to fight me, and he would always stare at me from across, like, the gym, or so I thought. And I was petrified. And so now I'm starting to, this is well before drugs. This is way before drugs are on the scene. But I'm really starting to live in a state of relatively severe paranoia. And we've talked about this sort of schizoid stuff that I mentioned. I've mentioned this sort of schizoid stuff and the, the world that existed kind of on my insides and the way I, in so many ways, lived inside of myself, which the skateboarding and the stoke really was very suiting for, right? But now this little world is just getting more and more twisted. It's just getting really scary. And I'm this really terrified little child still. And people want to hurt me. You know, now... I'm not overstepping the, the little shit side of me. So there was the sort of extroverted side that in a lot of ways, the class clown side that in a lot of ways sort of invited attention, a lot of, that, a lot of it being negative. So it might sound from, the, from, from me telling all of this or telling these stories that, that the way I looked on the, the, the way, I guess my point is the way I looked on the outside was very different from how I looked on the inside. Because on the outside, I was smiling and laughing and, fist bumping people and being a high school kid and, you know, being sort of that little kid that gets sort of like passed around or like patted on the head by the girls and stuff. Like there's this, there's like the exterior, the way there was the way things looked on the outside. And then there was like the wars and the battles that I was fighting on the inside. So that in that section, 
you know, the, the, on um, the section on the kids at your school, there's that vignette, the kids, the kids at your school see the person you think that you are, see the person they think that you are, and you want them to think you're the role you're convincing them of, but everyone's making shit up. So I had the way I looked on the outside, kind of like almost like a politician, and then I had my inner world, and I've got nowhere to go for support in dealing with my inner world. It was a very, very challenging time. So consider that any addict you bump into has something similar or their version, or not even any addict, any person, any human being. You think they're one thing, they are most definitely another. It's just to the extent to which their outsides don't match their insides that it really, in a lot of ways, sort of comes down to. It comes down to the extent to which their outsides don't match their insides. And as you grow up and truly mature, in a perfect world, your outsides eventually do match your insides to a very significant degree or to the greatest degree that they can. I believe David Bowie said, David Bowie said that Growing up is, I'm paraphrasing, but growing up is really just a process of remembering who you've always been. It's something like that. So some of us are lucky, lucky enough to eventually grow up, which was really what re the recovery journey for me was all about, was growing up. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.